This is Connie. And this is Janice. And you're listening to But Where Are You Really From on 89.1 FM WNYU. In our show, we'll discuss the issues facing Asian Americans as individuals who experience injustice but also perpetuate it. Welcome back to our podcast for our second episode. This one is going to be in two parts in which we are going to talk about microaggressions. Yeah, so the first part will be just us two having a discussion about the kind of microaggressions that we've experienced, just sharing that. On top of our own experiences, we'll also be talking about the experiences around us, like our parents, also contending with the fact that microaggressions are not life-threatening, I suppose. And then the second one, we'll bring on a guest, and that conversation will be centered more around how we, as East Asian people, have been the aggressor in the situation. Okay, so Connie's going to bring us into our fun fact section. The part that you've all been waiting for, obviously. So now that you know our deepest, darkest secret, which is our boba orders, we're going to share something a little bit more light today. (laughs) Um, We have both prepared... Or just have been thinking about memorable experiences that we've had growing up with Asian media. So Janice is going to share first. All right. I just remember being so excited with Pokemon just in general. I have an older brother who is 10 years older than me. And so I just kind of inherited all of his tech stuff. So that meant like games, just anything. And I remember playing his Game Boy Color and I played Pokemon Red, and I chose Bulbasaur as a starter. <laughs> and, like, Connie is just looking at me. Like, she she doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I am not a part of the, I feel like, overwhelming majority yeah. of Asian Americans who grew up with Pokemon. I just feel like it's, like, my older brother who really imprinted that on me. Like, he collected cards and everything and just, like, got all of it. And I was so hyped. And even in college, I remember, like, noticing that the first gen and then XY were on Netflix. And so I would watch all of those while I was eating. And I even bought a 2DS in college to play XY. Just, it's, it's a part of who I am. I, I, <laughs> I wish I understood, like, the weight of the experience I feel like you're just saying numbers and colors to me and I'm like hmm I don't know like they make the game in such a way that you're supposed to bond and like really spend time you train them and so you just grow an attachment to just the game because of how much work you put into it Mm. I was like honestly really bad I like would never beat the elite four but that's fine that's fine no one needs to know and now everyone knows. <laughs> All right, so that was me. <laughs> How about you, Connie? The thing that stands out the most for me, I think, is that phase in middle school where I I think Korean culture started becoming a lot more popular. One of the most memorable experiences for me was coming home from school to an empty house because my mom was still at work and my dad usually was probably on a business trip every week. So I got home and had no compulsion whatsoever to do my homework. So fair. I went on YouTube and watched, no, not YouTube, Drama Fever. (laughs) And watched um, the iconic Secret Garden. 
I loved that drama so much. <laughs> Everything about it. <laughs> I would get home and watch multiple episodes. Um, a stack of used tissues next to me. And I also remember that that like summer before that school year started, one of my friends gave me a large jar of Nutella for my birthday. And so I wasn't going to share with my parents. So I hid it behind this framed picture of my family that was right next to the desktop. Dude, that's a betrayal right there. <laughs> and I would eat spoonfuls of it while I cried watching this drama every day. And I never got caught. So, hi, Mom. <laughs> so those were our fun facts for this week. And yeah, we're just going to dive right into our discussion now. Dive right in. Okay, yeah, so microaggressions. Before we like get into that, I think we should explicitly define it so we kind of set a groundwork as for what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So microaggressions, I'm just going to read it. Yeah, so Psychology Today says that microaggressions are the everyday verbal, nonverbal, and environmental slights, snubs, or insults, whether intentional or unintentional, which communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative messages to target persons based solely upon their marginalized group membership. So basically, what that all means is that a microaggression is basically when someone makes a comment towards another person, whether they mean to or not, that kind of reminds them or sets them apart as a marginalized member of society. I saw this, I'm not sure if it was like a TED video. It was just one of those like infographic mm -hmm. videos in which the topic was microaggressions and they compared it to, I don't know if you've seen this. Mosquito Maybe? bites? Yeah, yeah, we okay. watched it before, right? That's possible. That's very possible. Must have been a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen the video, it's basically comparing a microaggression to mosquito bite. Like it's annoying, but it's small. But the thing about it is that after they build up, it just gets even more and more, like, painful. So microaggressions, that term, I feel like didn't exist when we were younger, even though I've definitely, we all remember, like, those kinds of experiences mm -hmm. that we've had as kids. And now it's this term whose frequency of usage is super high. Yeah, like, it's this whole thing now. Even our show is named after one. I think... Using this question as the title of our podcast has made me think about it a lot more. It's a really common one that Connie and I have definitely heard a lot, and one that we felt a lot of Asian people encounter at one point. Janice was saying that we have reclaimed this term. Let's just toss out a few more. I think another one is when anyone comes up to any like East Asian person and says, Ni hao. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so common it like hurts me how common that is it always happens while janice and i are walking together and i'm always like she's korean like i always want to say that another common one is when someone's like wow your english is so good i don't remember the last time that someone said that to me i remember people not thinking that i couldn't speak english but they were surprised by how good at it i was mm. or the fact that i didn't have an asian accent or that I could write. Sometimes I wonder why I even am upset at something so small, like a statement that someone said to me. Yeah. But like the perpetual foreigner 
stereotype is real. And every time someone says something like that to me, I'm reminded of it. And it just feels so vulnerable in like a naked vulnerable, like the bad kind of vulnerable. Mm. It's just so annoying because that's not something that you can necessarily change. It's all tied to someone else's perception of me Mm. and that I'm just like, why is it that even after all this time that we've been here, that the most important thing that you know about me, like right off the bat, is just like, where am I from? Yeah. And it's just weird. It just is also so unsolicited. I always just feel like you could have just easily not said that and everything would have been fine. Having considered this a lot, I think that it also just makes me feel like I'm not a legitimate person who has been someone who has experienced racism Mm -hmm. because it seems so small. Yeah. I think it's just important to acknowledge that, I don't know, like, I feel like racism comes in a lot of different kinds of packaging. That's true. And I don't know, I always do feel weird to, like, complain or not complain or just just, like, acknowledge and vent about a microaggression because I feel like I shouldn't care about it like it's like shouldn't it be so easy to just not care about something that someone you don't even know said to you but I feel like it's like a similar it's along the similar guise of catcalling means so little but it just sticks with you and makes you feel bad about yourself and then when you are catching yourself feeling upset I feel like at least for me, I'm also like, on one hand, should I, I shouldn't even be upset. But on the other hand, why should I be suppressing the way I feel? And yeah. then I just get even more upset. And so that's definitely not the solution. Yeah, I guess for us, I mean, I know we both do that. So it's like important to be honest about how you feel. But also like even voicing the fact that ah, I feel bad for even feeling upset mm. is also important. I think that comment of how good you are at your English is something also that our parents have experienced in their workplaces. Mm -hmm. It's always said in that like, oh my gosh, your English is so good. Yeah, it's it's like a backhanded compliment. Mm -hmm. But one that my parents have been very proud to receive. Yeah, actually. And it's like weird. It's like, it's almost that they just don't see the veiled layer of not sarcasm but almost like pity Mm. where it's just like or I I don't know I guess I can't really say whether it's like pity or just actual admiration which has been very corrupted over the years or just like it's not as pure an intention even if someone really means it Mm. yeah but that just shows that generational gap or just us having a little bit more like ownership over these things like it shouldn't be this huge compliment that you're paying me when you tell me that my English is good Mm, yeah that's a good way to put it but honestly seeing how my parents and just older Asians react to things that I would perceive as microaggressions it's making me really reconsider my reaction to it not that like we should suppress our anger which we both think is valid but it's that so often this wave of upsetness that washes over me gives me no space to consider who it is that's making this comment because it comes from such a wide range of people it's not only like white males in positions of power over me tell me these things yeah that's true 
I think I'm more inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to people when they utter a microaggression, no matter who they are, because maybe maybe it really is just a part of a lack of experience of dealing with people of color. There's just so many different levels that it could be on. Like, when is ignorance acceptable? Because mm. I think that I've seen, like, the sentiment of, like, I shouldn't have to explain this to you. You should just know it. And I'm not going to tell you that what you're saying is offensive to me. Mm. I'm just going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Which I have felt before. But, yeah, it's not productive. And I, and I just feel like these microaggressions that stay with me for so long and are still so salient in our memory are like when we like harp on them and dwell on them for so long like just are more harmful to us like I feel like these people don't even remember of course not yeah and the fact that they've said it to one Asian person I just can imagine that they've said it so many times it's almost like a broken record Mm -hmm. I I don't know how that makes me feel yeah there's been times where I've corrected people on that and actually voiced how I felt. I was like, um, one time I went to LA Fitness and the lady who was tapping my ID, she said Neon to me, which I was like, okay. But I was like, I told her, when you say that, it makes me feel like an outsider. Like you don't think that I'm an American or that that's all you, like that's the snap judgment that you made about me. And I said that it like just made me feel bad Mm -hmm. and she pushed against it and instead of acknowledging the way that she had made me feel instead invalidated it and said that I shouldn't have felt that way and yeah she was like oh because she was Indian and she said when people come up to me and say like things in Hindi I'm not offended in fact I really like it and that just goes to show that even these scenarios are perceived differently across, like, the Asian-American. Yeah. It's unrealistic to expect that every Asian person or just any person of color would react to a microaggression the same way, on the same level of anger or indifference or acceptance. Like, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense that certain people would be, like, kind of into it or more forgiving or more less tolerant of it. Mm-hmm. I think that is very like something interesting to think about because it's not something that the wider society agrees upon I suppose in terms of like whether or not it's okay mm-hmm. I think that other issues were very like this is bad yeah when it comes to, like the I guess I guess you could call this minutia because it's a compartment of racism but yeah I feel like it's undecided on how people feel and it's hard to even know how you personally feel when it happens to you that's true because there are so many different responses in terms of the receivers of microaggressions and other acts of racism such as cultural appropriation that we will probably talk about later we just wanted to offer this podcast as food for thought and hopefully it will just spark some more inner reflection Yeah, like I really encourage you to think about the last time you experienced one and just what your gut reaction was versus what you actually did. And then after you thought about it some more, how then you felt or maybe you told it to someone 
and they made you feel a different way about it. Mm. I don't know. Just like take some time to analyze that and and just try to situate yourself. So I hope that this discussion, this first part of our discussion was conducive to some sort of response, whether it be just like an internal reflection or sparks a conversation. Mm. So yeah, like we said, next week we'll be bringing on a guest and we'll actually be talking about how we are the aggressors in the situation or like the giver of microaggressions. This was But Where Are You Really From on 89.1 FM WNYU. Thanks for listening. See you next week.